Hello, I'm Georges Collinet with another Afropop close-up, available when you subscribe to the Afropop Worldwide podcast and in the podcast section at afropop.org. Today, we move through the Portuguese-speaking world and sample the music of an often overlooked global diaspora. This episode, A Beginner's Guide to Lusophone Atlantic Music, hosted by producer Sam Backer. The history of pop music is all about networks. As much as we like to talk about the sound of specific cities, say, the Detroit sound of Motown, or salsa in NYC, just as often, innovation is about connection. Musicians from one place meet musicians from another, and together, they make something new. The importance of these connections makes tracing the networks that actually carry sounds and performers from one place to another vital for understanding how their music works. For instance, when you think about the dense web of cultural connections that link Europe and Africa to North and South America, Spanish, French, and English nations usually get the lion's share of the attention. It wasn't until I did research on the history of Lisbon for a story on that city's musical culture that I realized how much astounding music flows through the Portuguese-speaking, or Lusophone, Atlantic. Tying together the nations of Cabo Verde, Guinea-Bissau, Sao Tome and Principe with the far larger Angola and the colonial hubs of Lisbon and Brazil, this far-flung network is connected by a shared past and the language that came with it. Portugal was far from a typical colonial power. For one, it started earlier and lasted longer. Portuguese sailors first settled the uninhabited islands of Cabo Verde in the late 15th century, and Portugal only abandoned its colonies in the mid-1970s after over a decade of brutal warfare. While the Portuguese state did much to separate these colonies from their African neighbors, it failed to dominate them the way that, say, England controlled its massive empire. As a result, in the years after independence, the Portuguese Atlantic has become a decentered zone, one in which the connections between the now independent colonies often rival their link to the former colonial capital of Lisbon. While music from each of the Lusophone countries is a fascinating subject in isolation, a whole new picture emerges when you consider these musical spaces together as a network. To help draw that picture, we're going to take you on a lightning tour of some of the most important groups that have helped define a multinational musical world. We start with Africa Negra, who we're listening to now. Formed in Sao Tome in 1974, the group is influenced by the guitar-driven Congolese pop then dominating African dance floors. With lyrics that mixed social critique and romantic travails, and a sound driven by the liquid guitar interplay of Emilio Vaz and Leonildo Bajos, the group became popular throughout the Lusophone world, playing to enthusiastic crowds in Cabo Verde, Lisbon, and Angola. In fact, the group was so popular in Cabo Verde that it broke up while on tour there, dissolving when half the band refused to go home. To this day, they remain a musical staple. When I was in Lisbon, no matter who I asked or where their parents were from, they all grew up listening to Africa Negra. 
Listen to the way that the guitars circle around themselves, creating a looping counterpoint to the vocals and hand percussion in this track, Desu Sa Desu by Africa Negra. Negra's main rivals for the affections of the immigrant African community of Lisbon was Super Mama Jumbo, a band from Guinea-Bissau. Formed in the heat of the revolutionary moment prior to independence, the group was closely tied to the cultural ideals of Luis Cabral, the president of the newly independent Guinea-Bissau from 1974 until his ousting in a coup in 1980. Pulling away from the Portuguese identity of the colonial regime, the band sought to express a new form of national culture. With this in mind, and with the group's loping West African rhythms in your ear, it can be hard to hear much of a connection with the airy guitars of Sao Tome's Africa Negra. But I think that's a mistake, one created by national boundaries that don't fully reflect the context of the time. During the 70s and 80s, groups like Super Mama Jumbo and Africa Negra not only played together and recorded in similar studios, but they actively attracted overlapping audiences. They were listened to together, and thinking of them that way, as rivals for the hearts, minds, and tape decks of their fans, allows us to reconsider just how this music functioned in its moment. Still, for all of that, pretty much nothing is as good as the molten guitar that absolutely drenched this track. Let's hear Ordang Dojia by Super Mama Jambo. Trabalho, sempre ocupado, sem motivo não perfeitado. 
Dang Dogia by Super Mama Jumbo. relatively tiny population. The island nation of Cabo Verde has played an outsized role in bringing together the Lusophone Atlantic's musical world. Partly, this is due to the history of diaspora that has long defined the Cabo Verdean people. For much of the last century, more Cabo Verdeans have lived outside the islands rather than within their borders. As a result, Cabo Verdean musicians have long acted as cultural bridges, connecting the broader sounds of the European or the US mainstream to local traditions. 
Cabo Verde show, who we're listening to now, is a particularly good example of this. Formed in Senegal in 1977 by Cabo Verdean expats, the group moved to Paris, another emigre hub, and frequently performed in the Netherlands, home to one of the world's largest Cabo Verdean communities. Cabo Verde show became famous for integrating the slick rhythms and glossy synthesizers of Antillian Zouk into their music during the 1980s. The result was a blend that was both globally minded and resolutely local. Although some criticized the group as inauthentic, the younger generation loved them, and incorporating these international influences gradually led to the development of what is known as Cabo Zouk, which has been one of the diaspora's most popular styles ever since. Let's hear another track from Cabo Verde show. This is Liberdad.
That was Liberdad by Cabo Verde Show. Zook, the Antillian music so influential on the evolution of pop in Cabo Verde, also had a huge impact in Angola, specifically through the wildly popular genre known as kizomba. Like Cabo Zook, the musicians who created kizomba used the influence of Zook to bridge local traditions and international pop styles. One of the earliest musicians to make these connections was Eduardo Paim. Born to parents in political exile in Congo Brazzaville, he became associated with a radio station in Luanda, where he got access to electric instruments. Let's hear his hit, Luanda Mino Banda. While its keyboard-heavy rhythms refer back to Zouk, the chiming chord changes and Paim's aching voice sound like nothing else. <laughs> Pra meu povo na banda em Luanda, Cangila, pois a no marçal na mutambo na samba são todos meus cambas. Ah, que vontade de dar uma samba no sul, saborear um mufete à maneira, dormir na areia, sonhar com a sereia, nossa guiana. By mixing the sounds and rhythms of Zouk with their local musical styles, musicians like Cabo Verde Show and Eduardo Paim helped create a new lingua franca for lusophone pop. Today, you can turn on the radio anywhere from Lisbon to Sao Tome and easily hear groups that mix Ghanaian, Cabo Verdean, and Angolan musicians, playing a music shared equally by all of them. It's a network all too easy to overlook, but it's the kind that transforms the way you hear the music flowing through it. This Afropop close-up was made possible by a grant from the National Endowment for Humanities. But to keep this series going, we need your support. If you like reports like this and you want to hear more, please visit afropop.org and make a donation. Every dollar counts. For Afropop Worldwide, I'm Sam Backer.